The Emotionally Uncomfortable Podcast is going live. Yes, you heard that correct. You can come ask your questions and get free live coaching. I'm going to be talking about all things attracting profit and parenting, which if you've been around for a while, profit equals time flexibility, emotional freedom, and all things money and wealth building. And of course, parenting. Come ask about why your kids do what they do, how to motivate your teens, and how you can become the adults they need. And the cool side effect is you can apply these principles to other relationships in your life, like your marriage, team building, and even your own parents. Head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash live to check out the next live podcast recording dates and topics. That's heatherchauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash live, L-I-V-E. See you there. Before we dive into today's episode, I really want you to hear me when I say this. It's okay if you don't know what you don't know. I never intended to become a business owner, and now I've been doing this for over a decade. And along the way, I have met some amazing mentors who have taught me pivotal things and lessons. And most of the time, to be honest with you, what I thought I needed and what I actually got were two different things. And Veronica was one of those people for me. And I want you to head on over to Instagram right now. I want you to pull it up. I want you to go find her. Her name is Veronica Romney and her handle on Instagram is V Romney. So V-R-O-M-N-E-Y. And you can find me as well at Heather Chauvin. Um, Veronica, I I don't know. I met her through a referral. Somebody connected us because I was like crying in fetal position and sent a friend a message, like a, a text message. And she's like, you need to meet Veronica. And so I met Veronica and we had a conversation and I think our values were very aligned where she wasn't trying to sell me on anything. She truly wanted to solve my problems. Business foremost, especially if you're a woman and you are making an impact in the world, like you care, right? You absolutely care. Um, And she was like, 100% the challenge and problem that you have, I solve all day, every day for women in your exact same position. I trusted her. I supported her. Then I joined her mastermind. It was a $30,000 mastermind at the time. The price may have increased. And I jumped all the way in and I did the work and I show up, showed up and many times I cried in fetal position again. I'm telling you this because this whole point of the series is to pull back the curtains, not only about these quote unquote experts and people that I'm interviewing, but also about my own journey through business. I think too often we're expecting this to be simple or we make one investment and we're like, oh, that's a one and done. My life is going to be perfect. As you do less better and attract more profit in your life and your business, time, money, and energy, you reinvest those resources, the time, the money, and the energy back into yourself and back into your business. That is where the magic happens. Veronica was one of those people that really helped me step more into my visionary role and see my value. And although I have not 
you know, fully solved all the problems that her mastermind was set out to do. I'm telling you right now, I am more confident and um, yeah, I feel more confident in my next level. And I know that as time grows, I will grow into it. I'm telling you this because so often people invest in things and feel like it didn't work because they didn't get the exact thing out of it that they thought they were going to get. And I'm telling you to surrender. Listen to this woman. Every word that comes out of her mouth is worth like gold. It's priceless. Um, So let's dive in. Hello, Veronica. Hello. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. I'm going to gush on you and you're going to love it, especially that we have it on recording. (laughs) You've been such a pivotal mentor in my life when it comes to the topic that we're going to talk about today, which is really stepping into your visionary role um, and allowing your team to support you and having the right people in the right seats and all the things. Such a game changer. You're like a little little lifesaver. (laughs) Listen, I'm not, words of affirmation are my love language. So there will never be a part of me that's like, no, stop gushing over me. I can't take it anymore. (laughs) Go forth. So the theme for this series is mastering the art of doing less better. Yeah. Um, I feel like the male brain and the female brain do this very differently. We're designed and wired to be able to manage a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But in a business, that is not going to be profitable for you. So what do you see as the biggest challenges uh, for your clients when it comes to being a visionary and they're hiring the right? Yeah, people... Um, well, it, okay. So let me just give context to the kind of people that I work with. I work with online centric CEOs, right? So these are um, entrepreneurs that literally eat what they hunt. They are not funded. They were not showered with money. They've had to do everything from literally zero. Um, every skill, attribute, ability that they've uh, gained has been through like YouTube University, self education, or just learning how not to do something. And so, and I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm one of those as well. So this is coming both from a place of empathy, but also from what I do in my kind of coaching consulting capacity as well. I'm running programs for CEOs and their marketing teams as well. Um, when you're working with a CEO who has not been gifted with buckets of cash, um, our self identity and worth get very quickly tied into our level of productivity and output And we pride ourselves in how much we can achieve in a little bit of time um, because we've had to earn that right. We've, we've, we've cried the tears. We've sweated the sweat. Like we've, we have felt the refiner's fire. And so um, now that serves you to a certain point and to a certain revenue size. And then all of a sudden, all of those amazing things that got you so far are the things that are holding you back and sabotaging your business, right? which is really, really hard for the system to understand because it was so rewarding and it was so giving for so long. And now you're telling me all of those amazing things that I love about myself is now not serving me and hurting me. What kind of like witchcraft is this? You know, that's not fair, Yeah, Um, but it's the truth, right? Okay. I had to stop the recording there. I'm going to be doing commentary in between this conversation, but I wanted you like to pay attention to that. She's like, what got you here is not going to get you to your next level. And essentially, 
the strength of what got you here, which most startups were grit and determination. And that is what it was for me. I was building a business out of fear. I needed financial freedom. Um, I needed to make more money. I didn't have the privilege not working. And I was also really passionate about what I did. So I took all the action that was required. And I will take action. But I'm telling you, ladies, like you get to a certain point in your business and your life where... Not only do you burn yourself out and you don't want to take action, but it's no longer serving you. It's actually running your business into the ground. But here's the other point I wanted to make. Regardless if it's business or not, this is the exact same thing with children. This is what I talk about on my uh, parenting podcast and when I'm supporting people when it comes to parenting. It's all connected. You you finally get this moment of clarity with your kids and everything like is going as planned. And then bam, another developmental phase. And you're like, WTF? Like, I thought I just figured this out. So you're actually going to hear themes of this in all of the interviews that I'm doing. And I want you to know you are not alone. And if shame is coming up for you of like, what am I doing wrong? That is typically the emotion that's sabotaging us from breaking through to our next level. So just feel it, put your hand on your heart and say, hey, shame, hey, guilt, hey, overwhelm, hey, fear of not being able to figure it out by yourself, right? I think sometimes our feminism and patriarchy is swung a little too far and we're like, I'm a strong, independent woman, but that coping strategy is not going to get us to the next level. So just surrendering a little bit, opening your heart and saying... It's okay to ask for help. It's okay not to know how to get to the next level. So I just wanted to share that with you. All right, let's get back. Right. And so when I see CEOs hold on for far too longer than they're supposed to versus learning the art and gift of delegation and distribution to other players or other things in the business, that's usually where I step in because they, they're like, I just want to burn it all down. This is just not what I thought it was going to be. So what I heard you say is I like talking about that identity piece, but you're getting a lot of validation for your energy output. And, you know, people look at you and they're like, look at your grit, look at your determination, look at your perseverance. And I came to you in a point where I grew to seven figures and I was like, I don't know what I don't know at this point. I will continue to be gritty because I have children to feed and bills to pay and family to take care of. So like not an option for me. So usually then people start doubling down Mm -hmm. and then, and then when we're forced to delegate, I'm using air quotes, um, you've waited too long or you're growing. Let's talk about that emotionally uncomfortable of like hiring and Mm -hmm. firing as a leader. Like I just remember going, like not being in denial that I was a visionary. I understood that, but really embodying it Mm -hmm. and then being like, oh, okay. Yeah. I need to deal with that. Like, Mm -hmm. like identity shift, but then I have to like hire people, put them in the right spots, Mm -hmm. uh, coach them, lead them. It's a big shift. So what do you do there? You're like, okay, now you're, now you're the visionary hiring. Like there's so many blocks around that. And keep in mind too, the nature of the business that you're running. So like, 
if I was owning an HVAC company, air conditioning company, my identity wouldn't be like, I'm the air conditioning girl. No. But when you are running a business that is tied to your expertise, your thought leadership, or something that you've learned, then you now feel the calling, the tap on the shoulder to then bring that to others who are struggling with things that you've had to overcome. 100% it's your identity. It's your story. It's it's like the foundation of who you are. And you're, I mean, you're definitely no exception to that. Like, look at what you've done, the book that you've written, the adversity that you've overcome. You are one of the most qualified human beings to make somebody get out of their discomfort by making them more discomfort. <laughs> you're so good at calling people out. It's so Mostly, fantastic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but you are, you've qualified yourself or life qualified you and it didn't, it didn't win. You won. And so now you want to pay that forward. Right. Mm -hmm. So of course it's part of your identity. So then anytime that you bring somebody to that party, to that table, you're asking somebody uh, for a piece of you and it's wildly uncomfortable, especially, especially in the marketing or sales area, which is more my specialty because like CEOs don't really have an issue letting go of their bookkeeping and their customer service inbox. Like, no, thanks. Not sexy to begin with, but where the CEOs will like white knuckle grasp and grip is usually on the marketing and the sales side because you'll never be me. I know it, you know it. So good luck. And that's, that's where I step in. That's usually the area of the business where my CEOs are the most burdened by themselves. All right. I had to stop here because everyone I work with, we work on your personal life while also working on your professional life. So you may need that marketing lead attraction strategy, or you may need to develop your sales skills. And we work in that we work on that in my attracting profit uh, business program. But here's the thing I want you to see. How we do one thing is almost how we do everything. I didn't create that quote. That's like a well-known paraphrasing quote that I'm using. But when you think of it through this lens, control, right? Women have diverse brains. We, we are actually hardwired to be able to multitask. But multitasking is not something that we should wear as a badge of honor. But I want you to think about this invisible mother load that we carry, this invisible woman load, and how it's glorified culturally. But we're kind of um, upholding that belief or that, yeah, that belief of like the invisible load that we carry by trying to control everything and not delegating. So when I started to delegate and I'm going to like share personally when I physically started to delegate like somebody clean like doing the laundry or cleaning the toilets. Um it was incredibly emotionally uncomfortable and I would hire them for a week and then I would be like, "Oh yeah, you can come in a few more months." And like I wasn't consistent with it cuz it was emotionally uncomfortable. And over time you learn the art of delegation, but what the interesting part of what uh, Veronica taught me is it's not just about outsourcing. I tell people, be careful that you're not outsourcing your resistance. Like you're not just trying to throw money at the at a problem. Because what she's talking about is who you need to become as a founder, as a visionary. And that 
That is all about leadership. That is you stepping in to your power so that when you are delegating and someone says, I don't know how to do this, you're not going in and rescuing them and doing their work for them. You are stepping into your power as the coach, as the leader. And that is where the magic happens. Um, And that's what I talk a lot about because how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you are burning out, chronically overwhelmed, there's definitely a control challenge there, but you're probably doing it in your home as well. All right, let's continue the conversation. Okay, so you we've hinted and chatted about it a little bit, but let's talk about like the duality of mm-hmm. how visionaries or CEOs mm-hmm. or founders, like this whole conversation is about attracting profit, mm-hmm. time, money, and energy. Mm-hmm. So how they actually take profit away from themselves mm-hmm. and then what is required, mm-hmm. like what you see from the successful ones that go through yeah. your process or trans, sure. you know, transformation to attract more. Okay, so... The thing that got you to the place of success was you not hiding behind the scenes, was you actually like telling everybody and anybody about what it is that you're doing, right? So like you coming out with your podcast for the first time, you doing all these episodes. Okay. Well, as the business grows, again, you're being validated for telling your story. You're being validated for sharing hard things and like giving hope and inspiring people that are currently in their heart, right? So that's very rewarding. But as the company grows, as money comes in, so does the enormous onslaught of admin and things that go into running the company, right? So like the artist that wants to start a business realize they're no longer doing their art, right? They're not running the mechanics of the business. So same thing. Now, all of a sudden, my beautiful CEOs are doing all the roles. They are the social media manager. They are the copywriter. They are the marketing tech. They are the designer, the this, the that. I mean, they're all the things. And where they start to really stunt their growth is the more the company demands in doing behind the scenes, the less you are in front of the curtain talking about its mission, its vision, its everything. So one of the things I tell my CEOs when they first start working with me is like, how well are you taking care of your visionary KPI? And they're like, what the hell is a visionary KPI? I'm like, well, everybody in your business should hopefully have key performance indicators. You hire a social media manager, they should hopefully be increasing your followers and some leads would be great, right? But but every player on the team, including the boss, including the CEO should also have key performance indicators. And one of the strongest, most directly correlated to revenue production is the number of times our CEOs are advocating and sharing the mission and vision of the company forward. We still see people like Elon Musk and Steve Jobs, even at the highest level, still being that visionary spokesperson for their companies because it works with a huge part of their stock evaluation. It's no different for privately held companies. The more that Heather is in rooms or on calls or on video talking about what she does with the conviction and the passion because it was self-generated and birthed by her, the more the company is relevant and seen and accessible to more people. But if you keep hiding yourself behind the scene, getting in the busy body of the project management system or Slack or your inbox, the more you are personally now responsible for stunting your revenue generation. A quick word about today's sponsor, AG1. It's important to me that the supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword, It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop, 
because it's tested for over 950 contaminants and banned substances, while most of industry standards typically only test for 10. Isn't that crazy? And bonus, my kids love it, especially my teens. Trust AG1 for consistent daily support. Take control of your well-being with AG1. Experience it now and enjoy a complimentary one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 along with five free travel packs with your initial purchase at drinkag1.com forward slash EU. That's drinkag1.com forward slash EU. Boom, which is counterintuitive or counterproductive to your mm-hmm. actual mission. Yep. So not only it's like, yeah. And if you can't get out of that weed, like the weeds of that, like calling yourself out doesn't need to be all or nothing, but just being like, okay, great. Well, this work's got to get done. Yeah. But what is your, what's the action that you're going to be taking for the future, right? Yeah. To, to fill that, that mm-hmm. seat. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's go to the other side. So you see people who are greatly successful at this. What are they doing that the other people aren't doing? Well, they're relinquishing, they're letting go. Like, so one of the first things that we do is we, we do this little exercise called the shed list. Um, basically like literally spit out on a piece of paper, all this, all this stuff. We swear on your podcast. Can I swear on your podcast? Okay, great. Like vomit out all the shit that you do as a CEO in your business. Like that's literally. not swearing by the way, <laughs> saying vomit out all the shit, not actually swearing. <laughs> I felt spicy. So I went there. Oh, that was like, me. that was like the extra mild hot sauce that you would get at like McDonald's or something. Listen. <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> yes, I have all my CEOs vomit out all their shit on a piece of paper. Um, and it's not like a food journal. Like I just need you to like literally, because sometimes I don't, none of us are aware of literally all the things that we do for our families, all the things that we do for our, like we just don't, or we're not even conscious because we're just doing it. Yeah. So like, get it all out. And then you very quickly realize, okay, who is this serving? Is it serving the customer? Is it serving the company? Is it serving the prospect? Is it serving you? Who the hell is this activity serving? Mm-hmm. And I can very quickly identify that like when the bulk of the list is not serving the, the audience, the public, the, the perspective person, we have a serious problem. You want to so, know what those actions are serving? Tell me. Your fear. This is where you and I like, at, you t- yeah, this is where your work complements my work because you go internal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the good shit because people, because, okay, so then how do you show up? So they're on the other mm-hmm. side. They're like, oh, surrender. Okay, surrender. I, I, delegate. Know. Mm-hmm. I know from experience that bringing somebody on mm-hmm. and then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that wasn't done. Mm-hmm. Okay, ooh, it wasn't done the way I want it. And then all of a sudden my perfectionism is getting worse. Yeah. It's getting, everything is getting bigger and yeah. bigger and messier. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's, a, it's like when people go, I'm not a micromanager. I'm like, bullshit. Every single person, me included, all of us are micromanagers. It's just whether or not that part of ourselves gets triggered. Mm-hmm. All of us have it. So like, yes, when I see that simple details have not been caught, I instantly get like sweaty. I'm like, wait a minute. If this that is so obvious was not caught, what else has not been caught that is not so obvious and then like, you know, daylight, right? And then that micromanager part wants to come in and go, wait a minute. <laughs> So all of us have that element. All of us have that that person inside of us. And it's whether or not we've constructed a team that tends to trigger it more often than not. Because then we talk about like fear, but also talk about like psychological safety. You don't even feel safe anymore. Yeah. Right. And so like, we need to feel safe. So 
when you're first starting out and building a team, it is messy and you're going to get it wrong more often than right. It just is. I mean, like, remember like when you first became a parent, you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, I don't even know how you're alive right now, but like, I'm figuring it out. And then like, you know, you're steaming the pacifier and it hits the ground. And then by like your third kid, fourth kid, you're like, screw it. You lick it and give it back. <laughs> like, it's just, there, there is something about team management that does come with repetition and comes with the reps. Mm-hmm. But, and also I think the skill in hiring the right people to compliment you is also cannot be under undermined or, or minimized either. Like not all people are created equal to their abilities and skills and are matched for the task at hand. But you are also very, very unique. Heather is unique. Veronica is unique. The dream team for me would not be the same dream team for her. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird how everything is connected because mm-hmm. if I look at like how I have grown in the last year, just internally as like a leader and going, oh, I need this now. And even watching myself with my family is is fascinating because I'm like, I'm a manager, I'm a supervisor. Like, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty anymore. My husband's like, why? And I'm like, because I don't, that's not where my time is best best served. And it it helps everyone, right? Like, but this is this is that emotionally uncomfortable growth most of the time when I hear people, I'm like, you need to, it's not like you need to outsource, like outsource everything. It's this mm-hmm. intuitive dance between test it out, see mm-hmm. if it's going to work. Mm-hmm. It's like any other relationship. Are they coachable? Are they trainable? Mm-hmm. What is your perspective of like hiring for, uh, well, I've heard this, hiring for the soul, teaching for the role? Yeah, that's a cute one. Get what I mean is the personality. Like, yeah. okay, I want to get in this conversation with you about yeah. outsourcing resistance because I told you this before. Mm-hmm. That I came into your world and I was like, I fucking hate marketing. Okay. <laughs> and it hurt me. Yeah. That's a swear word. Okay. <laughs> I hate marketing. It's just, I love sales. I hate yeah. marketing. Yeah. And because I love sales, because that to me is almost like coaching. Like that's mm-hmm. the transformation, the intimacy. Yeah. But I kept saying that I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. So guess what? I'm going to have a lot of resistance to it. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I need to hire somebody who can do that full time. Okay, mm-hmm. great. So mm-hmm. I'm going to outsource my resistance instead of co-creating with that person. All right. So I'm being vulnerable here. And you heard me talking about resentment and how I was starting to resent my business. And I want to tell you that I also had personal stuff going on in uh, my parenting and my personal life. And what I see time and time again with the women that I personally attract is the correlation with what is happening and their personal satisfaction at home and how that's showing up in their business. And if you are having a personal challenge at home, could be your children's behavior, it could be in a marriage, it could be with your health, it could be extended family, it could be something, it could be the chaos in your home, um, not feeling seen, heard, understood, feeling trapped, whatever it is, I'm going to tell you right now, 110% that is affecting your profit in your business. And if you don't clean it up, if you don't look at it, it's going to manifest and blow up in your face. Why am I telling you this? Because I don't think a lot of people talk about this. And although I was challenged in a parenting um, capacity and things are gaining momentum now, um, my business just happened to be growing at the exact same time. I was thriving as a human. Like I was really thriving. So I had the mental endurance and resilience to be able to push through that. Um, I had the team around me to be able to support me. But of course, 
every growth, every new level, you learn like where your energy leaks are. And in hindsight, um, if I would have just not resisted something for so long and solved the problem, when that parenting thing came up, I would have had more capacity to deal with it. Um, I wasn't in a crisis state by any means because I learned that lesson a long time ago. But I'm telling you right now, what you resist will persist and grow bigger. So if that's your business and something is not working, hire help because you got to you gotta figure shit out. And if you're like, well, I don't know who to hire, just wait till the end of this episode and I'll tell you how I might be able to support you. So I'm just curious your perspective on... Because everyone's like, delegate, delegate. You don't like it. It's not your strength. Don't do it. But there's a there's a fine line between it's still your business. You still have to like co-create and train this person yeah. uh, rather than like, yeah, you just do it. You're the expert. And, and maybe, so the, the first story that kind of comes to mind is like back when I was in corporate, in the corporate world, right before I went buck wild and decided to be an entrepreneur, <laughs> like um, I... There's a huge difference in how I was able to thrive when I had a manager that knew a lick of what it is that I do and I nerd out on versus the manager that was like, you're assigned to me, but I don't know shit about what you're doing. And I've had both multiple times, both male and female. Um, so like, even if you're like, marketing's not my jam, I don't like, what, what is marketing? Marketing is like, coddling the lead to then hand it over to the salesperson. So the salesperson gets the glory to close, right? Like that's really like our job is to generate the lead, nurture the lead, get as many sales objections out of the way as much as we can up front and then hand it off for it to close. So that's a lot of coddling and, 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 you know, nursing and, and you're rocking that baby as much as you can. And it, it has patience. There's patience to it. Right. And it's funny. Cause like in online marketing, we just like you read the sales page once and you have 24 hours to buy. It's like so different. In like corporate world, there's like the sales cycle or the marketing cycle is like months, right? Mm-hmm. But it's courting and it's coddling and it's all the things. So I can understand why it's like not your jam because you're like, I just want to get to the meat of your problems, you know? But if you have that type of attitude towards this discipline, the person that's even going to take it off your hands is going to feel that energy energetically 1000% that like the thing that I'm doing for the business, you have a disdain for. Like I remember when I worked at a a company as a director of SEO and PPC services, we were doing digital marketing services at a software company and our CEO hated it. He's like, he straight, straight up told the chief above me, he's like, I hate what this division does. I don't even know why we have it. We're a product company. Why are we doing this? And I just got hired on as a brand new director of SEO and PPC. And I'm like, shit, my CEO hates my existence. Like that sucks. And then the, this is because, you know, just karma, <laughs> Taylor Swift karma. My division had the highest profitability above the software products. So, and then all of a sudden he liked it because the investor was like, what is this? This looks really good on paper. Yeah. Take that. But anyways, I'm just, but energetically, yes. Like when you have such a disdain for the thing that even when somebody's taking it from you, you still have to be a leader for them. So like, okay, let's take kids example. Like I don't like Pokemon. I don't like World of Warcraft or Minecraft or any of that shit. I really don't. I have two boys. I didn't get any girls. I bought a furry one, but like, I don't like that stuff. 
But if my kids knew and felt how much I had a disdain for the things that they're super excited about, what kind of relationship do we get to have now? It's no different. Okay. I'm like unpacking this for myself in <laughs> okay. my head because I will tell you it was because I waited too long. Mm-hmm. So I was now resentful mm-hmm. towards my business. Mm. And in a relationship, like I tell people all the time, it could be parenting, partnership, whatever. If someone's like, hey, I got to do this now. I just did something on social about that the other day. I'm like, I wasn't resentful that I had to change my plan because I'm constantly filling myself up. That little bucket in my business, I resisted, resisted, resisted because I didn't know how to solve the problem. And if I would have looked into it a year before, it would have flowed and it would have been easier. And now I'm back to this place where I can honestly say, I don't quote unquote hate marketing. And what I love about that aspect of my business is I get to co-create with people. I get to bring my creative or like have meetings with them as the integrators are doing the work. But when you're doing something in your business and now you're becoming resentful towards your business, no shit. No wonder why your profit isn't increasing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we, I mean, we definitely see that. So when, when my beautiful CEOs come to me and they're at such a deep place of either resentment or which isn't the more aggressive side of burnout, you know, like when they're burned out or resentful, then what we tend to see in their managerial style is dumping and running. Yeah. They're getting as far away from the fire as they possibly can. But the person, even even if the person was spectacular, their resume was sexy, you pulled them off the shelf. You can't believe it. What a, what a score of a personnel that you just hired. You still dumped and ran and they're still not supported. And at the end of the day, people are just social creatures. Like we need, as much as we need the professional tools, we need emotional tools as well to be successful, to be cared about. Yeah. I remember having a conversation with a business owner, a woman, about a month ago, and we were talking about sales and the person on my team that supports with sales. And she's like, I need one of those. And I'm like, this is not something you go pull off the shelf. I'm like, I'm going to give you behind the scenes of what it took for me to invest in her time, money, and energy so that she could become who she is today. So that then that day when I'm like kayaking with my family and she's <laughs> generating revenue, like it's not just pull something off the shelf and go the dump and run. There's integration, which is why we should not make these decisions when we're in a crisis state because we've waited too freaking long, waited too long. No, 100%, 100%. Um, and th- I think that's the teeter Todd uh, of, of hiring. When do I hire? I get that question all the time with like, do I, do I try to anticipate the onslaught of more revenue and more things? So like I'm hiring this person to create a bigger wave or do I wait for the wave to be huge where like now I, uh, my CFO is not giving me crap because the money is there for us to hire this person. So like, I get that question a lot of the time. And unfortunately there, part of that is into intuition part of that is like running your numbers and the forecasting so that's like the logical side but then like just emotionally speaking or intuitively speaking like are you ready to ask somebody to do something with you like are you it's like almost like dating like are you ready to date have you ever heard that like great advice where like you know that you're ready to get married when you are the kind of person that you'd want to marry have you ever Mm. heard that before isn't that beautiful 
That's beautiful. I've never I know. heard that. So I kind of feel like that way with when it comes to like managers, it's like you're ready to hire someone when you're the kind of manager that you wish that you would have had. Yeah. You know? Becoming. 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 <laughs> All right. Veronica, where can people <laughs> find you? Podcast? Oh, yeah. I do have a pod. I forget. I don't know. You're so good at identifying as a podcast host. I don't know if I'm, I'm there yet, but yes, I do have a podcast called the Rainmaker Podcast and it's pretty fantastic. Okay. And you also have, like, you're just really good at giving little, like every time I watch, I know you're not on social a lot, but every time I watch your reels, <laughs> listen to an episode of your podcast, like I learn so much. It's like the little nuggets that just yeah. get you closer and closer to clarity. So where else can people find you? You also have amazing resources on your website as I well. Do. I, I do. Before before you even get to your resource, I just want to tell everyone, I had a conversation with you before starting working with you. Mm-hmm. And you were like, here's my free resource. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is free? Mm-hmm. Like, this is free? So tell everyone what it is. I have lots of things. I have lots of goodies in the goodie bag. I have hiring kits. I have a whole bunch of stuff that can take it off your plate. But yeah, I'm I'm literally everywhere as just Veronica Romney. So veronicaromney.com, vromney on social media. And... It, if you can't remember the word Veronica, definitely remember the word Rainmaker because that's me. Perfect. I love you to pieces. Oh, XOXO. And I'm going to keep bugging you. Okay, I'll kiss you in the face later. Okay, bye. <laughs> there you have it. Veronica is a woman you need to know. So I really encourage you to check her out at veronicaromney.com or Rainmaker. Um, I think it would be like rainmakerresidency.com. She told you all the things. And that's it. That's all I got for you today. I would love to know your biggest takeaways. Um, You can take a screenshot, tag me at Heather Chauvin on Instagram. And if you are one of those women that's sitting there going, WTF, like I need to outsource, I need to hire, I don't know who to hire, I don't know how to attract more profit, time, money, and energy in my life. I got to figure out my personal shit. I got to figure out my professional shit. I need sales skills. I need lead attraction. Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Then I'm going to encourage you to head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash business. And fill out the application or get on the interest list because we are opening our next cohort for attracting profit. And this is curated for you. It is a hybrid coaching program. Uh, You get one-on-one, you get group, you get all the things. You are not a number here. You are a soul having a human experience, trying to make an impact in the world um, by generating revenue and doing all the things. It's not for the faint of heart. That is for sure. So heatherchauvin.com forward slash business and get your booty on the wait list. I sometimes joke that I wish I taught people how to make green smoothies for a living, but I know I'm doing that because I'm trying to run away from what brings me joy. And what brings me joy is helping women and men, families in general, and children feel alive. And sometimes that journey to feeling alive is painful. It's emotionally uncomfortable, and it's not always easy. This is why I created the Aligned Life Quiz. So if you're tired of being tired, you want to stop 
just surviving and you want to find out exactly where to focus and access realistic tools to confidently manage your energy, emotions, and impact, you can head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash life quiz. It takes you two minutes and it's going to show you. I call them internal leadership skills. Where do you need to focus your energy and attention for the quickest results? And also, which phase are you living in? So head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash life quiz to take the aligned life quiz right now. If you're ready to stop just surviving and you want to start thriving, but you don't know how to manage it all, go there. It will take you two minutes and it will change your life. I also on the inside show you which podcast episodes to listen to based on your quiz results. HeatherChauvin.com forward slash life, L-I-F-E quiz. 